Hello! I really want to use the Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello! I need to track it down. That's exactly what I should do. One moment. Hello! Hello! Ah, uh, yes. There it is. This is KSKQ 89.5 FM Ashland, Oregon, and KSKQ Translator K231CW 94.1 FM Medford, Oregon, also streaming at www.kskq.org. And you are listening to Dream Infringement. Yeah, I actually have the capability to use sound effects, but I was too lazy. I tried to fake them with my own vocal cords. Did it work? Was it effective? Did you feel like, wow, that was some groovy audio manipulation? Probably not, but I tried. I tried hard for a person that is lazy, so that counts for something, I'm sure. I realized I dithered, I lollygagged, I dilly-dallied through the introduction music without actually introducing anyone. I I failed, so I'm going to try again with the music this time. Okay, so the setup. You are listening to Dream Infringement. Cue music. Dream Infringement is three quarantined friends slowly going through an existential crisis, which is always better to do as a group activity. We like to tell stories and play songs based on a weekly theme, except when we don't do that at all. <laughs> we are Jennifer. Get that coming out of my face! Side, Bobby. Hello! Castillo. And Emily. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Castillo. And this week's theme is brand. That. Band. That's right. It's a theme where, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a made up game. It's a made up game. That we made up, mm-hmm. Jennifer actually, where we all came up with fictional band names and then we have to decide what kind of music they play. Yeah. And um, who they are. Yeah. So it, we embrace like our delusion and ability to remove ourselves from the current present situation Mm -hmm. in the world. That's a superpower I think we have. We're very good at that. And uh, we basically dedicate uh, a lot of responsibility and brain power to something that's made up and doesn't really have any effect on anybody. That's right. So won't you join us in our delusion? (laughs) And let's all play Brand the Band. Brand the Band! All right, Jennifer, are you ready for your fictional band names? Um, This first one I am pretty proud of and Googled because I was like, surely this is not something I came up with. This is already a band. It is not, however. Um, So the first one is the Mississippi Crawdads. Ah, yes, the Mississippi Crawdads. So they were a band of four retired bus drivers who met on the job, became friends, realized that they all had music in common. And sometimes they just have these huge barbecues with all of their family and they play live sessions throughout the evening. And it was Harley and Joe, Harold and Ezra. And sometimes Harley's wife, Pam, would sing some duets with Harley, but she didn't really feel comfortable being up in front of everybody, so that was kind of rare. But one of the grandsons of them had like a local studio and decided to record a live session because he wanted to remember some of the best parts of his childhood and the, the music that he heard growing up. So he recorded this live session and people loved it because it you know reminded them also you know of a sense of nostalgia and just the the guys were really good players maybe who could have made it as musicians but chose to you know have a very stable income and you know take care of their families they were very just hard-working salt-of-the-earth kind of men and he made 100 records and they are incredibly hard to find and they only did it the one time 
shortly thereafter Harold passed away Joe started getting really bad arthritis and his his kids moved him to Florida because uh, the climate was a little better for him though sometimes it said if you walk down the block on certain uh, cooler summer evenings you can hear Harley and Pam sitting out on their porch swing singing a few duets very softly together they've been married 65 years still going strong they're love is an inspiration uh, but of course I was able to track down one of these very secret songs for our listeners on dream infringement <laughs> sorry it's fun when you can make up stories like this and make yourself sound like really important or like you've got some some pull uh, but if they existed the Mississippi crawdads would probably sound a little something like this so this song actually was a tribute to blues legend Robert Johnson. It's called Walking Blues. It's put together by a song around the world, Playing for Change, and it's featuring musicians from six different countries all collaborating to make this track. Uh, it features Keb Moe, and it says they started the version of this song in Patagonia, Argentina, um, with Roberto Luti and Nico Beresiartua playing slide guitars in front of a 100-year-old fig tree. On with the song. This is Walking Blues, uh, a Song Around the World collaboration. So this band is called Death and Taxes. It is taken from the quote by Benjamin Franklin, who said the only two certain things in life are death and taxes. I have always attributed this quote to Mark Twain. So I learned something new today. He did not say that. And so what kind of band would they be? Thank you, Jennifer, for that historical um, <laughs> back in bit. Ba back information? I yeah. Back I never, yeah. yeah. What would you call it? Um, <laughs> what do you call it when there's like information that you didn't know? Mm -hmm. Background information? You call it learning. Yes. I guess that's what happened tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Emily and I, we learned something new. Yeah. I never thought about who said that quote or why. It was just a thing that I accepted. Yeah. Had always existed. It had no beginning or end. It sounds like something Benjamin Franklin would have said. Yeah. He said a lot of like strange witty things that and boy i love turkeys yes and also i hate the smell of other people's flatulence but didn't he have a thing about <laughs> was that? that benjamin franklin yeah he had a weird thing like he wanted he to did. invent something that made that uh bodily function less, less smelly. smelly yeah he he did. Yeah. He also wanted the turkey to be the national bird. Oh, I wish that that had happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm so over the eagle. Are you? Yeah. Can it's you just, be over it, eagles? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally over I'm eagles. I'm not over eagles. I'm all about turkeys now. All about <laughs> turkeys them. Turkeys are very flashy. They are. And maybe we would have had eagles like on the you know Thanksgiving table. Maybe oh. you would have seen that more. Oh, boy. Like Bites. they would have switched. That's like a point in history where like... There was a crossroads, and, okay. and the eagle mm -hmm. road was taken. I guess so. Yeah. So. Oh, that's rough. Okay. Anyways, death and taxes. Death and taxes. Yeah. What is this band like, Bobby? Um, why are you asking me? Because I'm just being radio conversational. Oh, I appreciate that. Let's see. Death and taxes. What comes to mind is like is like a, a late 70s mid to late 70s british punk rock group mm, i could see that something like to the effect of the clash yeah yeah and we were thinking about a name today mm -hmm. emily do you want to the front man his name would be jackie scraps yeah jackie scraps of death and taxes yes and i want and i what i would like for the band is to kind of have this like up so like kind of hard to look at yeah you know and he's like, like oi oi i'm jackie scraps yeah that's yeah. all you get that's, that's great that's, that's all, all i got that's all you got 
And um, yeah, lots of like spiky hair and like really uncomfortable looking, you know, skinniness mm. and piercings. Are um, we being offensive? I don't think so. I mean, this is, we were, we were describing punk, you know? That's true. Yeah, punk, it's okay for punk to be offensive. That's what they want. They want to offend you. You're right. Yeah, so, um, and, uh, oh yeah, and and I want them all to be like, uh, I want it to be like a very mixed race mm. uh, looking band. I like that. Yeah. So, that's what the world needs now. That's what the world needs now. Or so. in the 70s. Yes. All right. So Jackie scraps and the and uh, death and taxes. And death and the front man of death and taxes. And so, what are we going to go into like the history? What happened with them? Because I would imagine that they only played from like the mid seventies mm-hmm. to like like their last show was like in nineteen eighty one, and it was like three of the five members yeah they had a falling out as they did. most bands do yeah um and maybe some of them did time there was some like drug situations Probably. happening uh i don't know the punk world just chewed them up and spit them out yeah and that's how they like it that's yeah. the way they like it yep yep no then there's no apologies so <laughs> unneeded yeah all right let's hear a song from the clash mm-hmm. called rudy can't fail yes okay fictional band name number two the hot pink pilgrims Ah, yes, the Hot Pink Pilgrims. They're a band that hailed from Canada, and it consists of two sisters and one brother. And growing up, they were kind of subjected to a commune condition. They're very isolated from the world, um, but they did have a contraband radio that they would listen to sometimes when their parents were out doing commune things and they loved especially all the very like female empowered rock like Blondie or No Doubt or Joan Jett. Also their mother had another contraband item which was some hot pink lipstick that she kept secret in a drawer that they found and so sometimes when their parents were out they'd play the radio as as loud as they were safely able to play it put on lipstick, dance around, pretend they were singing, and that's kind of how they got through that time until their parents broke away and like fled the country into America. So even though they wanted to be like part of the mainstream world, that in itself was challenging cuz they didn't know they didn't know how to be, they didn't know how to feel normal, and so they all relied on music again and they begin to develop their own sound begin to like acclimate to the new conditions that they were living in and they chose the name hot pink pilgrims because hot pink because of the lipstick a sign of uh, their personal rebellion and then pilgrim because like they always saw this as a pilgrimage a pilgrimage to get out of the commune a pilgrimage to make it through the music industry especially as like a female frontlined band without trying to sell out the quality of their music or to be marketed as like over sexualized but they just really wanted to be on their own terms so they put those things together it became the hot pink pilgrims and they would probably sound something like this band uh, xylos with eastern pose Okay, for this brand the band round, this band name is the Alter Egos. An alter ego means an alternative self which is believed to be distinct from a person's normal or true original personality. I've always loved this term because I think everyone finds themselves in moments of time where 
sometimes you'll see different parts of yourself emerge in different situations and it's always kind of a surprise and I feel like for musicians especially you have your stage presence and your like at home not on stage presence and it seemed very fitting so what kind of band would this be? Thank you Jennifer for giving us a little um background information on all on the band names that you gave us i'm sorry that i didn't do that it was a good idea i should have mm-hmm. done it yeah and and i'm glad that you you're giving explanations but but you know some band names they don't need an explanation like it just is what it is mm. you know like there's a band called the screeching weasels mm-hmm. like what more can you say about that i guess yeah why did they choose it yeah i guess yeah or um famous band John Mayer. I mean, that's a name. Doesn't he have like a a band name to back him up? Though? He doesn't. Like John Mayer and the. Mm-hmm's? They don't recognize. He doesn't recognize them as existing. Ooh, they I, just, <laughs> they're just invisible sounds in the background. They're interchangeable. Mm-hmm. It could be yeah. anyone. Yeah. I want to be. My band is Emily and the. Mm-hmm's. And the. Mm-hmm's. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Ooh. Or what if you were just called. <laughs> That'd be good too. But we're not talking about Emily and the Hmms. We're talking about the alter egos. Oh boy. The eighties. Buckle up. They're from the eighties. Yes. Um, we got a real pretenders vibe from this band name. The lead singer is a woman named Steph Lynn. I came up with that name. Bobby did. It was real good. I, I thought think... it, it sounded like kind of tough. Like a tough lady. Yeah, name. if you're like a Stephanie and you're and you're like, no, it's Steph. You Steph like, Lynn. Yeah. But like, it sounds like a nor- like an actual name. It's it does. not like a rock star name. Mm-hmm. But I also like, so I like that she's not trying to disguise herself. Yeah. Yeah. But but she's also not going to be Stephanie Lynn. That's that is true. Yeah, you don't trifle with a Steph. No, you don't. You do not want to get. Uh, get in a fight with a Steph. No. no. Um, so we decided that she dated the guitarist, but they broke up. Mm-hmm. And there's rumors that she's now dating the drummer. Yeah. But they've got to keep it hush hush to keep the band together. So how long? How long are the alter egos going to be able to keep this up? I'd like to think that maybe she works her way through like all of the members of the band, um, dating all of them. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they all just like there's no bad blood like the music is more important and she's a confident strong enough woman where it's like you guys want to make good music or what that's okay? right i might have dated all of you but that doesn't mean anything <laughs> it's none of your business who i date or who i don't date yes so i yeah. like that yeah i like that cool mm-hmm. all right well let's play the pretenders um i believe it's called chain gang yeah i love this song it's a good song I found a picture of you What hijacked my world at night Your third made-up band is called Flight of the Knives. Flight of the Knives was started by Zach Sorante. When he was in college, they were always trying to start a band because he had a lot of musical skill and talent but it never worked out because he's very hard to work with. And so he kind of decided to be his own band and do his own thing and did a lot of production himself on his computer and just kind of making do with different beats and synthesizers and things like that. He didn't have the best voice, so eventually he was able to talk his girlfriend, now wife, into singing for him. And that kind of scared everybody because he was known to be so picky and exacting. But they so far seem to have the same vision for kind of what they wanted, which was like a very almost folk electronic sound. And so if this band existed in real life, I think it would sound something like this song by Made in Heights. The song is called All the Places. The flood, if you knew the kind of steel running in my royal blood. Ooh, place it, place it, me, 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 me
do without me other you can um tonight dream infringement is subjecting you to a game that we made up called brand that band where we come up with fictitious band names and then make up stories about what that band would be like um so that's what we're doing and stick around for the rest of the show so bobby and emily your fictitious band name for this round is the dry sockets and actually I thought of this band name a really long time ago when I had my wisdom teeth pulled and they let you know how important it is to not get a dry socket or you will be in agony and I thought that would be a really interesting band name and I don't think anyone has ever agreed with me on this they're just like that's gross and painful why would you why would I not so anyway I bequeath unto you, live out my dream, fulfill my dream, pretend that there is a band with this name. What kind of band are they? Well, change our name to Dream Fulfillers. <laughs> oh, God. Because we're about to fulfill, fulfill some dreams. Fulfill your dry sockets. Your dry socket dreams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I also remember being heavily warned against dry sockets and thankfully i never got them good for you emily thank you but i agree with you jennifer i stand in solidarity with your idea that the dry sockets should be a band bobby what kind of band should they be um i think the dry sockets they give me the feeling that they are okay with performing with um Lots and lots of, of sweaty people in the audience. I'm seeing some men with like no shirts on. I'm seeing some like uh, like Caucasian dreadlocks. <laughs> and I am hearing some ska. That's uh... right, some 90s ska. Uh, I think that the Dry Sockets is a, is a, nine, a ska band circa 1993. Uh, the lead singer, his signature performing style is that he has a hacky sack that he brings <laughs> out during the trumpet solos or any like brass horn solos. Of he, course, of he, course he, he does. He pulls out the hacky sack and he just starts like going to town. He's doing shoulder <laughs> stalls. He's doing like cheek stalls, oh, wow. back stalls. Lots and lots of hacky sack stalls. If you don't, if you're, you know, if you were born in like 1999 to 2005 and you don't know what a hacky sack is, um, maybe visit some of the more uh, grassroots grocery stores here in this town. I'm sure if you live in Ashland, you know what a hacky sack is. <laughs> it's like, maybe there's like a hacky sack class they teach. Maybe. At the if, high school. <laughs> if you're still into hacky sacks, uh, hit us up on Instagram and yeah. let us know what that's like. Even send us a video of um, you doing some sweet hacky sack moves. That would be great. Yeah, some chin love, stalls or we something. We would love that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, the song we chose to go along with this is by one of my favorite ska bands, The Specials. Mm-hmm. And it's a song called... I think it's called A Message to You, Rudy. It is. Yeah. It's A Message to You, Rudy. So here we go. The Specials. Stop your messing around. Well, we've reached uh, the end of the bands that I've come up with for you Jennifer um, and it was Bobby approved so we both share in um, presenting them to you um, and I'm really excited because I feel like I have a little bit of a picture a hazy picture in my mind um, of what these bands would be like so I'm really curious to hear what you think all right the final fictional band is the Wild Swaying Kittens. When I hear Wild Swaying Kittens, I think this has to be like 
a retro band, of course, um, just like postmodern jukebox, which had a failed jazz musician kind of recording modern songs with a jazz twist with friends from college and then later just talented musicians and singers where they go on and just really give make things sound like cool and different because I if there's anything I love as we know it is a good cover (laughs) that renders a song completely different from how you think you know it and So my cover story ended up being the real story of a real band. Oh no, but it was a good story. This guy couldn't make it in mainstream jazz, but now like they're a a band that tours and (laughs) have millions of hits on YouTube because we're all hungry for a good retro band because we love the nostalgia. And then we also kind of love things that sound classy. So if Wilds, the Wild Swaying Kittens were a band, I think they would sound just like postmodern jukebox. Um, and this song is by them. It's a cover of an Oasis song, which I thought was so impressive because it is not a song that I would think like that should be jazzed up, but she did really good. Um, it's featuring Maya Sykes. And don't look back in anger. Slip inside the eye of your mind. Don't you know that you might find a better place to play? So last night when we were recording, um, our almost seven-year-old son got up from his bed. And crashed our party. Crashed he, our party. As he does. And so um, the consequence of that is that we make him a part of the radio show, <laughs> for better or worse. I But he did go back to sleep after that, so I, I don't think it messed up his, like, whatever sleep rhythm he had going. Um, so this is a clip from that. Mm-hmm. All right, we have our six-year-old son here. Weston. He's almost seven. Almost seven. That that counts. He's real close to seven. Um, and my question for you, my dear, is if you were in a band, what would that band be called? Razor Beaks. Whoa, Razor Beaks? What kind of music does Razor Beaks play? Um, so it's kind of like a mixed up version of um of K pop and Heavy metal. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that sounds good. And and um, what um, do, what instrument do you play in Razor Beaks? Electric keyboard, except for that horrible vocal preset that goes like. You sound like you sound like you really know your stuff, Weston. Oh yeah, you you I maybe maybe instead of being in the band, you belong like in the recording studio, like on the other side of the window. Maybe you could be like a music producer. You're right. I am never going to be suspended ever again. Okay, it's past his bedtime. Well, Weston, thanks for answering our weird questions. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Alright, so this band name is Maisie and the Easy Deserts. My parents had a pet ferret named Maisie after the little girl in the movie Uncle Buck and the Easy Deserts. I've always kind of loved band names where there's like a front runner and then there's the and the something else. And I found a list of the and the and here's just a few of them for inspiration and the Banshees and the blowfish and the funky bunch and the machine and the mothers of invention and the pips and the chandelles and the whalers i just kind of love it i want to be like jennifer and the something but in this case Maisie and the easy does it what kind of band is this jennifer i love all of the different and the bands that you threw out to us 
Um, I also love that they totally like span this spectrum of styles of music. Just mm-hmm. because you have an end the doesn't mean you all play the same type of music. That's right. Yeah. You could be anything. Yeah. Um, so when Bobby and I heard the band Maisie and the Easy Does It, it made us think of a 1950s doo-wop group. Yes, and then I broke out in song and started trying to capture the voice of a... Uh, um, of Maisie? Yeah, of <laughs> of like a Motown, um, really like fancily dressed group of women. Let's hear, let's hear some of that, Bobby. <clears throat> All right. I remember when I was a young girl. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Oh, delightful. Yeah. Right. Actually, yeah. 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 Yeah, so Maisie. <laughs> Maisie and the Easy Does It. I think Maisie, she, um, her last name was Simpson. Maisie Simpson. Maisie Simpson. Yeah. Um, she grew up in South Carolina. Yes. Oh, and then her, like, the Easy Does It, her friends, mm-hmm. they would sing like under the stairwell in their high school. Yeah. And the principal would always like come and break them up like, hey, you got get get to class, get to class, girls. How are you ever going to make something of yourselves if you don't get an education? That's right. Well, they did get an education and then they schooled us all with their wonderful songs. Yeah. Hits like... My Don't. my boyfriend, uh, my boyfriend um, went to war. Went to my boyfriend went to war. <laughs> um, Mama said, "What you gonna do?" <laughs> uh, it's another hit. It's another hit. Um, there and there and the hit that um, made it big that their breakout hit was. Don't let the door. Don't let then don't let the door hit you on the way out. On the way out, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> don't let the door hit you on the way out. How could we forget? Don't let the hit. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. That's a long name, but they they were known for their lo- the lo- long names for their <laughs> yeah, their singles. That's right, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So to pay homage to Maisie and the Easy Does It. Yes, let's do that. We're, <laughs> we're going to play a song. By an actual band called the Shirelles, and it is called Dedicated to the One I Love. My phone wrote Desiccated? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, um, Siri doesn't recognize. Dedication? (laughs) Right. All right, so this is the Shirelles with Dedicated to the One I Love. This is Dedicated to the One I Love. Okay, for this challenge, it's to brand the band for pith, P-I-T-H. And I thought of this word the other day when I was peeling an orange and it had a lot of very stubborn pith. Then I started looking up the word and now I have issues with it. So the pith is the spongy tissue in plant stems or citrus fruit, but it's also figuratively used to refer to the essential part of something like you got to the pith of the discussion it descends from middle english pitha meaning the pith of plants pithy means to be concise to the point clever effective which i don't think that's what pith is to me like pith is the thing before you get to the heart of it we want we want under the pith and so I have a bone to pick with this whole pith pithy thing. Also, maybe to defend the fact that I have been using this word the wrong way my entire life because I always thought it meant pith, so therefore something that was trivial, even like insincere or for show. So I would have used it in the context of, oh, they said sorry, but it was just a very pithy comment, thinking it meant insincere and wasn't very good whereas I actually would have been saying that it was clever concise and to the point I'm, I'm sorry to the English language but I feel you brought it on yourself because 
you decided that pith was something that was good, and I don't think it is. So there. But anyway, as a band name, I thought it was interesting because it sounds like it is something kind of dirty or bad because it has such a harsh pith uh, sound to it. But the meaning of like getting to the heart of the matter is actually kind of a good band name. So what kind of band would this be? I'm with you, Jennifer. I don't like the word pith. Um, I did know what like pithy meant, but I've always thought it sounded strange. Yeah, it's um, a terrible word. It's a terrible word. <laughs> it's unpleasant. Yeah, it is unpleasant. So the band that we have conjured up for this, um, for the for the name, the band name Pith, would be like a kind of like, like Muse. Yeah, like an all male, artsy, kind of like hardcore band mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like what is that like prog like prog pro- rock prog rock they're like space rock yeah i always find it funny um when i talk to people who are big what is this band muse muse heads you know people who like muse uh they always mention like <laughs> sneak in this fact that apparently he wanted to like try out to be like an opera singer mm-hmm. uh, but it just it didn't work out i think he went to school and he's like real smart musically yeah and so yeah. the like <laughs> culmination of all of his efforts in music is is muse which i i like a couple songs mm-hmm. of theirs mm-hmm. and now we're not talking about the made-up band we're yeah talking about but i think yeah but go ahead i yeah. think that's where pith is coming from mm-hmm. like you have these these accomplished like classical musicians who have gone rogue they're like you know what I'd, we don't need to play for the San Francisco Sinfo- Symphony Orchestra. We're going to start our own band with electric violins. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I'm going to just use my operatic voice to uh, make people rock hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's just a lot of um, another like male band that's emoting a lot, but they're just using a lot of really big words. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, you're not really sure how they feel, but they're like, yeah, I'm so in tune with myself. Yes. But they're probably not. Yeah. They're just smart and can play music well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And their, their concerts are like huge. They're like, they're like the kind of band that, that just like has these sold out arenas with crazy like light shows. Yeah. And the, and the lead singer like he does it the band starts playing and you don't see the lead singer where is he what what's going on like where where is he when is he going to show up yeah and then out from the middle of the stage there's like this rising circular piece of the stage that comes mm-hmm. out from the center yeah and he's wearing like a bla- like a really fitted blazer without a t-shirt underneath yeah and the like collars up yeah mm-hmm <laughs> And uh, and he's got and his sleeves are like hanging out from the ends of the mm. of the blazer sleeves, like his dress shirt sleeves. Oh, but I, he wasn't wearing a shirt underneath. His oh, blazer. sorry, he wasn't. Okay, so so in that case, you, it, you you're revealed to see his very like pasty, um, yeah. skinny body. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have abs. And he's wearing leather pants. Yep. <laughs> so that's pith. That's pith. That's all you need to know. That's that's all we're, we're going to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so to <laughs> honor Pith, mm-hmm. uh, we have a song by Muse. by Muse that Bobby and I both agreed that is tolerable. <laughs> yep. And inspiring but confusing. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. It's called Starlight by Muse. All right, everyone, we've reached the end of our episode. Emily, say it isn't so. Please, please, no. I hate to break it to you, but it is so. (sighs) All right. I guess this had to end sometime. This is Jennifer cutting in. That's because Emily of the past didn't know something that Emily of the future knows, which is that it's not really the end because this is an extended Extended version. Well, thanks for hanging out with us um, and playing this fun game. Yes. Uh, Brand the band. 
Yeah, and uh, and you can tune in next week on Monday from six to seven p.m. Mm-hmm. here Same on the day. same station, same time, same place. Yeah, and enjoy another really great theme that's guaranteed to make you laugh. Yeah, and if you have any uh, made up band names, let us know on our Instagram. Totally. I made a whole post about it. We want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, what we're gonna do is hand this little this little thing called Radio Airtime over to our good friend and fellow radio DJ, Leo, with One World, Many Songs. That's right. And I said it last week and I'll say it again. There may be one world and many songs, but there's only one Leo. That's right. Yeah. I think that bore repeating. Yeah. Um, so we, we miss you all. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Over the airwaves. Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome to the extended version. The following was not on the radio show because we ran out of time. And what we have for you is what kind of band Bobby and Emily were thinking of for the band names they assigned me and vice versa. So, I know it's, well, it's exciting to me. Uh, I thought we would be really on the same page, but it turns out when I see a band name and they see a band name, what those images or that title calls to mind is actually really different which that surprised me. Maybe it will surprise you too. Okay, so the first one that we covered was the Mississippi Crawdads. Here's the song that I picked. It was called Walking Blues and it was a collaboration by a Song Around the World. Woke up this morning, feeling around from the You know about that, baby. I got these old walking blues. I woke up this morning. So last week when we did um, Brand the Band, uh, my first band I came up with for you, Jennifer, was the Mississippi Crawdads. And I'm realizing now that the kind of music um, that I had in my mind is called Swamp Blues, which actually is more from Louisiana, not Mississippi. So um, yeah, that is how, you know, the public school system failed me. Um, but anyway, so the song, it's called Moon Coming Over the Hill by Tab Benoit. Little clip of it, and that's kind of what I imagine they sounded like. Next up was my song challenge to Bobby and Emily for a band named called Death and Taxes, and they picked. Yeah. All right, let's hear a song from The Clash mm-hmm. called Rudy Can't Fail. Yes. Death and Taxes, I imagine something kind of like this song by Pedro the Lion, I Am Always the One Who Calls. So those were very, very different. The Clash versus Pedro the Lion. All right, next one up. Next band that I came up with was the Hot Pink Pilgrims, which to me was like kind of like a dreamy um, pop punk girl band, um, kind of like Best Coast, and this is her song Boyfriend. And I ended up picking a song by Xylos called Eastern Pose to represent the musical stylings of the fictitious Hot Pink Pilgrims. So I think these are not that dissimilar there is a dreamy quality to Xylos, but not really as much of a punk quality. So Emily's, I think, was a little more uh, harder edged in like the punk aspect of it. But they're not 
complete opposites. Give me that. They're not complete opposites. Okay, the next up was a challenge from me to Bobby and Emily with the band name The Alter Egos. And they picked... All right, well, let's play The Pretenders. Um, I believe it's called Chain Gang. Yeah. I love this song. It's a good song. I found a picture of you. The alter egos I imagined as something like maybe Taco Cats, I Love Seattle. Well, those are very different vibes. Uh, they're both female singers, though, female leads, so that's something, right? All right, to the next one. The next one was Flight of the Knives, which um, to me gave me kind of a gothic rock vibe, um, kind of like The Cure in Close to Me. picked something with a very different sound. The song is called All the Places. You know you could be mistaking me for somebody else. All the roses you could send to me could sit on my shelf. And my chain is feeling heavy on my neck when I write. But my heart is beating steady and I know it. The dry sockets totally made me think of like a 90s band, guitar heavy, say like Green Day, When I Come Around. But the the vision that Emily and Bobby saw for this one was quite different. Well, the song we chose to go along with this is by one of my favorite ska bands, The Specials. Mm-hmm. And it's a song called... I think it's called A Message to You, Rudy. It is. Yeah. It's A Message to You, Rudy. Stop your messing around. Better think of your future. After that, and the final one was Wild Swaying Kittens, uh, which to me sounded like a band that would definitely be playing at the Brit Festival Sands uh, Pandemic. And um, I kept the band that kept coming to my mind, even though I have never really actively listened to their music, was Pink Martini, because I feel like they play at Brit a lot. So this is a cute little sounding song called Hang On Little Tomato. Oh my gosh, that is completely adorable. And I think for this band name anyways, that we were actually kind of on the same page, um, just dif very different bands, but same kind of sound. So I ended up choosing a song by Postmodern Jukebox featuring Maya Sykes, which is a cover of the Oasis song, Don't Look Back in Anger. Slip inside the eye of your mind don't you know that you might find a better place to play Maisie and the easy deserts i was thinking something maybe like the song by mountain men animal tracks The song choice by Bobby and Emily for Maisie and the Easy Deserts. All right, so this is the Shirelles with Dedicated to the One I Love. While I'm far away from you, my baby, I know it's hard for you, my baby. For Pith, it totally made me think of the band from the 90s live with lightning crashes. 
It's called Starlight by Muse. I will say that both singers from both these bands are just singing all out. Um, live, of course, has a much more growly, dark, kind of foreboding sound. Muse is just kind of pretty, like a tortured artist who looks good doing it versus live. Maybe they're a tortured artist who's like, I'm just going to get an another tattoo of like a skull with a serpent slithering out of its head or something like it's definitely a, a different scene for sure uh, but this was an interesting interesting thing to see how people can take just a band name and such different things come to mind well it was interesting to me it was interesting to Bobby and Emily and I hope interesting to you as well and that you enjoyed this extended version this is the first time that we've done this um, had a recording uh, beyond what was played on the radio like I said we ran out of time as we do because we talk I talk I talk a lot I mean I went off on pith forever so probably we didn't have time because I couldn't get over the fact of how the word was defined um, so <laughs> blame me it was me and my problems with the English language <laughs> um, but anyway yeah I hope you enjoyed it we'll probably have some more extended versions um, I know definitely for the next one the next show we interviewed our good friend Miriam and I wasn't able to fit all of that in one show because again I went off on a tangent about Agatha Christie so <laughs> you don't want to miss that tune in for that thank you everybody for listening we totally appreciate it so much good night or good morning good day good day to you whatever time it is <laughs>